Happy Friday to you. Tanner Hoops with you in studio. Glad that you're along for the SPNUP Coaches Corner. An opportunity to talk with coaches from all over Marquette County in the next hour. Get their thoughts on their hoops teams. Some of them with games coming up tonight. Others coming off matchups earlier in the week. Per usual though, let's start by taking a look at the upcoming schedule for this evening and tomorrow before we hit the phone line and talk with some coaches. Starting on the boys side of things, a pretty hefty slate of games around the UP tonight. And it Begins with the matchup we'll have here in ESPN UP this evening when Westwood welcomes a defending state runner ups, the Iron Mountain Mountaineers. Pre-game should get going about seven o'clock with tip off set for seven fifteen. It's my hope you join us for the call. Elsewhere around the UP tonight in boys action, Kingsford at home taking on Marquette. Gladstone will welcome Gwyn. Ishpeming at home tonight. They have Manistique coming to town. St. Ignace at home with Rogers City. Flint International comes above the bridge. They take on Cedarville and Mackinac Island. At home with Paradise. Four games around the UP tomorrow. You've got Menominee going across the border to take on Omro of Wisconsin. Carney Nadeau's at Destiny, Wisconsin. Brimley will welcome Flynn International. And then GM at home against Hannaville. How about on the girls' side of things? Again, you've got Kingsford hosting Marquette. They'll play that as a girl-boy doubleheader. Manistique at home tonight, welcoming Nagani. Forest Park is at West Iron County. Meanwhile, Lakeland and Hubble's at home with Houghton. Dollar Bay at home against Wakefield Marinesco. Jeffers welcomes Antonagan. Meanwhile, Chassel's on the road taking on Bessemer. Waters meet at home with Barriga. Ironwood is at Bayfield. Republic Michigami at home tonight taking on Midpen. Munising is at Norway. North Central at home with North Dickinson, Carney Nadeau at Bark River Harris, Superior Central at home tonight with Rapid River, Detour Girls on the road visiting Engadine, Sheboygan is at Newberry, Rudyard home with the Sioux, Pickford on the road taking on Brimley, St. Ignace at home with Rogers City, and Mackinac Island welcomes Paradise. Just one game tomorrow, and that sees Carney Nado go down across the border as they take on Milwaukee Destiny. That's a look at the upcoming scoreboard for tonight and tomorrow around the UP and Girls and boys action. Let's take our first time out. Let's start talking with coaches. That's all coming up over the course of the next hour in the ESPN-UP Coaches Corner. At Eagle Mine, their goal is to engage openly and transparently with the local community and stakeholders and to offer support by developing meaningful relationships with local organizations and residents. They strive to strengthen the communities in which they work and live. Upon the conclusion of Eagle, it won't matter how much ore is hauled or processed. What matters is that they leave the Upper Peninsula in a better social and economic state than when it started. Do you have a community concern or want to provide feedback? Leave a message on the community hotline at 906-339-7150 or visit EagleMind.com and click on Responsibility. I'm Tom Farley from the Bjorken Zalke Funeral Home. The student-athletes in our area are second to none. They spend their days in the classroom preparing for their futures and compete after school in their sports with a high level of talent and effort. Each year, there's a new set of athletes. We watch as they grow and develop and represent their schools and communities. When you see them on the street, let them know you appreciate their efforts. The Bjorken Zalke Funeral Home is standing on the sideline with great admiration for what you do. Join us ensuring in a positive way as we enjoy this high school sports season. Bjork and Zelke Funeral Home, your local and trusted agents for Sunburst Memorials. Welcome back to the SPNUP Coaches Show. Time now to talk Westwood Girls Basketball with head coach Kirk Corcoran. His team 6-1 and one, heading into the weekend. Coach, couple of wins over two quality opponents this week. Tell me about your week and where your squad is right now. Yeah, hi Tanner. Uh, thanks for having me. We are uh, we kind of feel like we're finally into the season uh it's been a long uh first couple of months there um just just never felt like we could quite get on a roll and uh we were able to uh to prepare for a couple of the teams this week gladstone and calumet um in a in an ordinary fashion right i mean um watch some film have a film study then practice against it and then play the next day you know which is which is just um it feels more normal um, rather than waiting weeks at a time to prepare for somebody and trying to keep the keep the energy level up in practice and things like that, so um, we we feel like the f- season has finally started um, and we're 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 excited about it. Now we've got two games next week. You know, weekend off, um, probably a shoot around today. Uh, watch some film on Sunday, prepare on Monday, and then we'll be on the road Tuesday. So uh, girls are girls are starting to um, 
just feel like I know Maddie and Tessa had, had just alluded to the fact like yeah it's hard to get hard to get in a role hard to uh, you know uh, build it, that chemistry uh, that we lost a little bit in the off season with the teammates when we're just it's just a stop and go all the time so um, season feels like it's rolling. Coach, both times this week, you were back and forth early with your opponent. Then you started making some in-game adjustments. You pulled away eventually. Tell me about the way that your squad was able to adjust in-game and how you were able to overcome some adversity. Well, it's yeah, I mean, we make in-game adjustments, obviously. Um, but, too, there was nothing. You know, I talked to the media and newspaper and upbeat and everybody, and it's it's, it's like what's wrong with the Patriots? You know, what's wrong with the Patriots? How come you're not blowing teams out in the first quarter? We're just not that, we're not that good. We're not the 1995 Chicago Bulls. Um, we, we've got to play our game. We're going to get the best effort from everybody night in and night out. And, and, and we very well might lose some basketball games. We're, we're, we're not these world beaters. We have, we have a lot of experience coming back. We've got some really skilled basketball players, but, um, we're not we're not playing at the top of our game right now. Um, we're just we're just not, and we're we're trying to do our best in practice to get there. But it's going to take time. Um, you know, last year we we won some ball games. Um, nobody was really expecting us to blow teams out, and, and before you knew it, you know, we were nineteen and one, and you know, had a really difficult district to get through. But this year, you know, we're not we're not beating teams by by 30 every night and um we're just we're playing solid basketball but we make mistakes and there's things that we can do better um and and that's really just the reality of it we're, we're not the, the greatest team in the world um but you know we do have a lot of experience and girls that have been playing together for a long time but so it's going to take us a couple of quarters to uh, maybe expand some leads or you know what there's going to there's going to be games where there's gonna be five point games. There's gonna be games we lose. There's gonna be some blowout games. It's, it's um, there's there there is a lot of pressure on us to you know win by forty when that's really just not gonna be the case. Coach, how about some fundamental aspects of the game? You talked about your teams maybe not where they want to be or playing their best basketball yet. What are some fundamental aspects that you need to improve on to get to that point? And what do you like about your team here early on? Well. For example, last night when we had this zone press, uh, we saw the zone press from Kelly Minute. Uh, we tried dribbling through it rather than passing through it. Um, our girl in the middle wasn't finding the hole in the middle. Um, so we just weren't as, as fluid on the press break as I would have liked to see. Um, but again, that just goes back to not practicing against that sort of intensity in practice. You know, we throw in the press breakers, usually the last half hour of practice but it's not it, it does it can't compare to to what we saw from kelly met last night so um there's there's just it's, it's, it's things like that that the casual spectator uh doesn't doesn't really notice or, or would think of um you know sometimes our offense looks looks well looks good sometimes uh maddie has been maddie's one of the best ball handlers in the state um but last night she she let Kelly Metz guards kind of dictate her pace a little bit, and she just needed to be reminded, like Maddie, you're in control. Uh, you you're good at speed changes. You're good at directional changes. Uh, you need to use those things that got you to this point, um, in, rather than just panicking and trying to get into a, a, a sprint with this girl. So um, we those are those are things that will come. Um, it's not that they need to relearn those. They just need to remember that to do the things that they're capable of doing well. Um, so our, our, I think our defense is coming around. Um, our half-court defense, we threw a lot of different stuff at Calumet last night, just trying to we're just throwing it up against the wall and seeing which one will stick. Um, and I think, honestly, I just think our man-to-man was probably the, the best pressure because Calumet likes to... They like to pressure teams, make teams feel uncomfortable, and I thought we were able to do that to them, make make them feel a little bit uncomfortable, a little bit of taste of their own medicine, um, and kind of keep them guessing. So uh, there's there's many things that we're doing well. There's a, more things that we could do better. Um, it's just it's just a matter of time, uh, getting better one one day at a time, one practice at a time. 
Coach, you look ahead to next week, and it's another tough week with two really quality opponents. Gladstone again, and then you've got Houghton on Friday. Give me a preview of what next week will look like for your squad and what you need to do to be successful. Again, pretty typical. Um, a little bit of a different situation, you know, playing Gladstone just seven days apart. So it'll be a little bit more fresh in our minds. Um, you know, Megan Kroll scored 18 points against us, which is, is unacceptable uh, from, from our perspective. Uh, we we usually guard the post pretty well, um, but, you know, Megan stands a foot taller than any one of our girls. So, again, we're going to try to keep the ball out of her hands, try to limit her touches as much as possible. Um, and we'll go back and look at the film, uh, see where we – see where we we messed up where we panicked where we we rushed the ball rushed the shots and um how how we were able to let megan score i think she had 10 alone in the fourth quarter uh which uh stopped us from kind of blowing that game open so uh but it's pretty typical like i said film film sunday a little bit of practice and kind of just prepare uh on monday and then uh Friday game. So uh, again, we haven't seen Houghton play in person this year. Uh, got a film on them. Know they're, I know they're, they're, they're struggling again. But like we, I tell you every year, Coach Philpis is one of the best, and her teams are going to be fundamentally prepared. They're going to play great defense, uh, and they're going to be very patient on offense. So um, it's going to, you know, we'll try to make them feel a little bit uncomfortable with our pressure. Uh, but again, I haven't, I haven't even break, broken down any film on Houghton yet. We're just focused on Gladstone, so I can't tell you a whole, much, whole lot about Houghton yet. But it'll be, it, again, it'll just feel like a nice, normal two game week where we get to prepare a little bit and uh, film and then practice. Kirk Corcoran, Westwood Girls basketball head coach, his team 6 and 1 heading into the weekend. Appreciate the time as always, Kurt. Best of luck this year. We'll talk again soon. All right, Tanner. Thanks. Let's take a timeout. More after this on ESPN UP. Here at True North Federal Credit Union, we want to teach kids how to save responsibly right from the get-go. That's why we offer the Kirby Kangaroo Club to ages 0 through 12. The Kirby Kangaroo Club teaches kids how to save responsibly by offering them a punch for every $5 deposited into their account. They can then redeem those punches for fabulous prizes. We also offer the Claim Your Youth program to ages 13 through 17. The Claim Your Youth program teaches teens how to save responsibly by offering prizes for net deposits into their account. It's all available at True North Federal Credit Union. Member NCUA, Equal Housing Lender. Welcome back to the SPNUP Coaches Show. Time now to talk Ishpeming boys basketball with head coach George Nemi. His team getting set to welcome Manistique later this evening. Coach, going back to last week, you had Iron Mountain in town, and you put up a good fight against them, hung around for the majority of the first half, but they got a really good group over there. Give me your overall assessment from that game. Well, you know, I, I guess you summed it up there. That's, that's, that's a really good basketball team right there. And, uh, you know, we were really ha- able to hang around for the fo- first quarter. Um, you know, we lost one of our uh, starters to an injury earlier in the, early in the first quarter, um, and that kind of hampered us a little bit. Uh, lost a second player in the third quarter to an ankle injury. So, you know, we were, uh, we were finishing that game limping. But, uh, you know, the first half we competed real, for, uh, very well with them. Will you have everybody back, healthy, good to go for tonight? Yeah, yeah, we should be good to go. We dealt with a little sickness over the week. Um, you know, we played a game on Wednesday night in Hancock, and, uh, you know, we were missing one of our uh, one of our key players, uh, Gavin Argel, but uh, he's slowly getting out of that uh, getting out of that sickness, and, uh, we, you know, we should have him back for part-time tonight and uh, full-time next week. Coach, tell me about the Hancock game. What would you like about your squad? What would you learn about yourself? Well, you know, we learned that we can, you know, that Hancock's a different, uh, different style of, of ball team. Um, I know you guys, I know we saw them earlier, so Tanner, you saw them. Um, you know, they, they get after you the whole game. It's full court pressure the whole game. And, you know, and of course that's something we're not used to. Um, you know, but we were able to handle that. And in spite of, you know, missing, uh, you know, a bunch of layups and, 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 you know, easy putbacks like that, we were still able to close that game out and, uh, you know, get all of our kids some playing time. Coach, how about your team's ability to shoot the ball, distribute, to rebound? Has that been where you want it to be coming out of the break, or do you need to improve in any of those aspects? Well, you know, we always have to improve. I mean, we've had a couple of good shooters. Um, Jake Kugler continues to be a good shooter for us, and, uh, you know, he has been for, for the last couple of years now, and uh, that hasn't changed. But we've got to get some other guys to step up. Um, um, you know, Breck Bell's, uh, you know, coming out of his uh, – coming out of his shell and he's starting to take a little bit of a leadership role um 
you know, so, you know, so we're progressing, not where we need to be, but we're making steps in the right direction. Coach, how about tonight's matchup as he gear up for Manistique? First of all, what's practice look like here as he gear up for the Emeralds? You know, practice has been, you know, you know, like we normally do. We're trying to prepare for what we think we're going to see. Um, you know, we know a little bit about, you know, the, the players that are coming from Manistique. You know, Skylar Anderson, uh, they've got a Hohola kid down there that, uh, you know, those are the names that we hear, you know, in the, in the, in the games that they've played the last, uh, you know, at the beginning of the year. So, you know, we're just kind of trying to prepare for, you know, for, for what they might bring to the table. Um, and, uh, you know, we don't have, a, you know, a lot of film on them. New coach, of course, so I don't know if there's a new offense there. Um, you know, so, uh, you know, again, practice as usual, just trying to, you know, just trying to get ourselves better while preparing for things that we might see. Coach, what are you looking for out of your team tonight? Well, first and foremost, we'd like to see four quarters of, of, of good basketball put together. Um, you know, eliminate those turnovers. Um, you know, capitalize on, on, you know, putting those easy putbacks in. You know, we've got some good offensive rebounding opportunities, and, uh, you know, we just can't capitalize on those. And, uh, you know, lim- like, like I said, limiting our turnovers and, uh, you know, just really, really putting together four quarters of basketball, good basketball. Fundamentally, what's the biggest key to a win tonight? Um, you know, fu- fundamentally, it's going to be, you know, how if we can keep our players healthy and on the floor, you know, um, you know, finish, uh, you know, get a good shot every time we go down the court and, you know, defend on the other end. And, uh, you know, things, things should work out for us if we can do that stuff. How about defensively? What do you want to see from your group? Well, defensively, you know, we, we, we continue to, you know, we continue to get better defensively. I mean, you know, that's defense is a, a focus for us. And, uh, you know, I, I, we just want to be able to put our nose in someone's chest and go where they go and, and, and stop, stop them from doing what they want to do. And, uh, you know, that's our goal going into any game. George Anini, head boys basketball coach at Ishpeming, his team welcoming Manistique tonight. Appreciate the time as always, Coach. Best of luck. We'll talk again soon. Thanks, Tanner. Let's take a time out. More after this on ESPN-UP. MBank offers sophisticated banking solutions to support your business. When you bank with MBank, we support you every step of the way, combining big bank resources with personal service and quick local decision-making that moves at the speed your business moves. MBank has helped a wide range of small to mid-sized businesses achieve success. Our experienced team makes it easy and convenient to help you grow. Let MBank design a personalized plan for your business's unique needs. MBank, community-focused, client-driven. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. Dave's Collision in Ishpeming specializes in scratch and dent repair as well as other major collision repairs, including metalwork, painting, and collision-related mechanical work. Dave's uses quality Exalta paint to ensure a clean, shiny, color-matched finish. With over 26 years of experience, Dave, with the help of his qualified staff, has the knowledge to restore your vehicle to pre-accident condition. Make the right decision. Choose Dave's Collision. Call 485-1211. That's 485-1211. Welcome back to the ESPN-UP Coaches Show. Time now to talk Marquette girls basketball with head coach Ben Smith. His team getting set to finally open the 2020 portion of their schedule. Coach, you haven't had a game since December 17th. How ready is your squad to get back on the floor? Yeah, I think they've had enough of uh, practicing and Coach Smith's voice and other stuff. Um, You know, that early stretch we had, I think December 3rd to the 17th, we had, what would that be, seven games in like 14 or 15 days. Um, which is a really crazy way to start it, you know, in terms of a tonic playing. We had a couple snow days in there, weather days we couldn't practice. We had a couple days for rest. And then now we've been off um, with the cancel or the postponement of our Sioux game since the 17th. So it was nice to get back in the practice gym and kind of fine-tune some of the things that we definitely needed work with. But I think now we've <laughs> kind of had enough of that and we're ready to you know, to get out there and compete against um, other schools. Well, Coach, you started the year 0-2, then you ripped off five straight victories. What would you do after the first couple of games of the year, and how do you sustain that going into the second half? Yeah, well, actually, that first night in Escanaba, I mean, I thought um, some of it might have been nerves and, you know, just first game, not quite sure um, what you're doing in every realm. But um, Eski really took it to us effort-wise, and we defended okay but then they beat us to the ball and got offensive rebounds and putbacks and you know I think the girls um I give them credit that they kind of didn't um try and make excuses or didn't say 
no, I thought we did this. Well, they totally owned up to it. And um, the day after that, I think, was our uh, most focused practice we had had all year. And then we used that to go downstate in battle. And then we played Brighton, who last I knew they hadn't lost. And they're a solid team. I think we were up about six in the first half before we um, ended up getting beat by right about eight or ten, something like that, but competed far better than we did. Um, and not to take anything away from Escanaba, they totally outplayed us, but we just didn't match their intensity, which um, usually isn't something we have to worry about. And then um, since then we've done a better job of um, competing. Uh, we still uh, make some of the difficult plays look a lot easier than we should because we you know, just do some pretty good things. But then we make some of the simple things look really hard, you know, where if it's just mixing a box out or missing a box out, excuse me, or, you know, someone's cutting open on the wing and we, you know, miss the target or we don't hold our kid off in the post. And, you know, those little things as we keep rolling here uh, will cost you uh, leads, they'll cost you games, and they'll, you know, definitely be something that um, you'll look back on and regret if we don't try and clean them up more and more. And, just do um, the right thing and the good things more consistently. Because I think the girls are realizing now that, you know, when they are focused on the right stuff, it works pretty well. But we just got to get there uh, more of the time. Coach, what was the mood after the 0-2 start? Because your squad was in both of those games. You were competitive and not blown out by any stretch. Did the girls feel like we were right there? We just got to tweak some things and we'll be fine? Um, I think they believed in themselves. I I do think um, I probably have higher expectations than um, some would or maybe I should even some years where, you know, we've had success and I've seen some of these kids be successful at different levels um, throughout the years in our program and I expect them to kind of hit the ground running and mix in with our um, following year's group. But this year we had only four returners and of those returners, um, Aspen Michelin, um, started for us last year and played a ton of minutes. Maddie Carter played some, um, but Regan Ketzenberger and um, Skip Vandenen, our other two seniors, played some, but, you know, they didn't have starts under their belts. They didn't have, okay, it's crunch time, we need a bucket or a stop. And, you know, I think um, you'd like to think everyone's just ready to jump up and do it, but there's a process there too. And I think in um, kind of, trying to take a positive away from an 0-2 start is, you know, that first game especially, I don't think we played well enough where we deserve to win. So if you sneak that one out, then you might think, hey, this is what we have to do for varsity wins, and it wasn't. So I think that in itself made them rethink, like, yeah, maybe it is important if we do, um, you know, pay attention to every detail. It's not good enough just to contest a shot. we got to then box out, grab the ball chin it and find the outlet and then the defensive possession is over so little things like that i think um you know that kind of a rough start set the tone for we have to make sure we do focus on those things and you know by no means are we um a well-oiled machine and we never make mistakes anymore but i think we figured out um some of those things um they're not necessarily talent things they're more attention to detail and effort things that we're handling our business much better now well, Coach, this is the first time we've had a chance to chat since December. How'd your squad manage the time off? Um, well, it was interesting because, you know, we had a scheduled break from December 17th to January 3rd. We were supposed to host um, the Sioux, and they're having a really good year, and um, we knew we couldn't just take all kinds of breaks and take time off and then just show up and try and compete with them. And the other part of having all those games in the early um, mix there is, you know, you're not just grinding it as hard as you can in practice because you're either coming off a game or going into the next night you're playing a game. So I think in general we needed to get in a little better shape. So the fact that we were in the gym a lot over the break preparing for that Sioux game um, was a blessing. I mean, the kids dedicated a lot of time and energy to our program and to each other, um, did a little bit of circuit work, but just a lot of um, – up and down and um, just different drill work to keep them moving. We had West Iron over to scrimmage on New Year's Eve. Um, and then, you know, having set up all that time to prepare 
for the Sioux and the, you know, the next stretch of our season, that game ended up getting canceled. So it extended our break even more. So we were flawed in a, you know, a few fundamental ways with just, um, not as much practice time before that hopefully we're just better prepared to play well now. So it won't seem like we're rusty and, you know, hopefully the energy's there and the kids are really excited to go. Well, coach, talk to me about Kingsford. What do they bring to the table? Um, they, uh, have, uh, the Miss Kriegel, who is a, seems like she's been there for 15 years as their point guard, her older sister, um, graduated, I believe two years ago now getting old. So I don't, I can't keep everything straight, but I, last I knew she was playing basketball, um, in Wisconsin, but younger sister handles the ball really well, super competitive. I think she had five threes the other night against. West Iron and the victory they had there. She sees the floor well. Um, she's very scrappy on defense and, you know, is a big part of what makes them go and makes them successful. But they also have other kids in the mix that will finish plays and make shots and, you know, kind of um, play off of her skill set. So, you know, obviously we have to focus on trying to limit her ability to control the game and try and make her work and earn everything. But we can't fall asleep and think no one else can do anything because they'll be uh, making shots and finishing plays and, um, you know, doing things well if we um, don't take care of business at every spot. Coach, how about on your end offensively? What's going to be the biggest thing for you? Would it be rebounding, shooting, pass work, maybe all the above in some sense? Yeah, I think um, in in a lot of years I say this, and, you know, some years it's a little bit um, more needed than others, but I think um, with this group and, kind of what we're trying to do, I think in a weird way, our defense is what's going to kind of help us the most offensively. You know, we were doing a drill, um, I think it was just yesterday, where a team had to get a stop and then a score and then a stop before they got out of the drill. And it took maybe a time or two before they figured it out that it's far easier um, if your defense forces a turnover and you just use that action to get to the other end and finish an advantage play in transition than it is to get a stop, get the rebound, have them run back and set up their defense, then try and score on them. You know, no matter how efficient you are offensively, typically in the um, transition stuff, it's a situation where you can get some easier looks and finish some plays without going through set defense. So I think personally that's where we need to start is defensively and obviously keeping them from scoring is great too, but if we can get turnovers and get defensive rebounds and use that into our transition and our break stuff, I think that's where um, a lot of our kids have found uh, more comfort and a little more success than trying to grind out sets, you know, against a half-court offense or half-court defense, sorry. Does Kingsford bring any amount of size to the table? Um, they do. Uh, they don't have a ton of what you'd, think of like traditional post kids but they have um dan okinen who coaches their girls his daughter uh she's probably 511 ish um she shoots the ball really well so she kind of um spaces the floor a little bit and they have a few others with those similar dimensions but they're not going to necessarily try and pound it in the post against us but they are going to be um a factor defensively and i would say they're uh mid-range game and offensive rebounding will be where um, they'll show up most if we let them and don't do our job. Anything in particular from your squad, Coach, that you're looking for to say, you know, we're not rusty coming out of the break. This is what I want to see. That'll encourage us going forward. Yeah, I think um, communication and effort defensively, and if we kind of start fast with a purpose on defense, you know, it's not something you can really fake. So if, you know, that energy and um, effort is there early, you know, that would be something that, you know, the idea of rust, I think, shows up in maybe mishandling a ball here or there. But if your effort and energy isn't there, it's not rusty. It's just you're not prepared to play. So hopefully we're ready to play, and then we can overcome a few kick balls off the wall or something. And then, you know, you see it go in a couple times, and then hopefully, you know, that gets you right back in the groove and you hit the ground running. Ben Smith, head girls basketball coach in Marquette. His team getting set to take on Kingsford to open up 2020. Appreciate the time as always, coach. Best of luck this year. We'll talk again soon. All right. Thanks a bunch for your time.
Let's stick with Marquette, but let's turn our attention to the boys' side and talk with head coach Brad Nelson as his team gets set to head over to Kingsford this evening. Coach, a big week for your squad. You had the barn burner against Nagani, another barn burner with Alpina. That one you came out on the right side of, and then the game at Eski earlier this week. Assess this week for me if you could. Give me your perspective on where your team is. Uh, you know, it's kind of the, the opposite of how our season started. Um, you know, we had the three games and then we had that long break. Then we come back for three games in five days. So it's been busy. A lot of learning has taken place in the last few days, uh, primarily on the defensive, defensive side of things. I just think our defense hasn't been what it's capable of being, and that's the reason we took one on the chin against Nagani. And, you know, I think there was about Eight minutes in that game where our defense kind of backed off a little bit and we lost a little bit of focus and, and they went on that run and we couldn't put them away. Uh, you know, being up 14 against them in the third quarter, that's a game that you got to win. And, um, you know, we learned from it, hopefully. I thought we learned from it and then we came back, uh, against Alpina. Defense again was suspect, uh, not what we needed it to be. And then, you know, Escanaba going back with the, you know, two days to prepare for a really good Escanaba team and we had them on the ropes a few times and we just couldn't close the deal so you know we're <clears throat> the losses that we have are to two really good teams and that Alpina game sandwiched in there I feel we stole in there but um, like I said a lot of learning uh, has taken place in the, the last week um, and hopefully we can go out tonight and put what we've practiced to use and, and see if we can get off of this you know get the sour taste out of our mouth. Well, Coach, I know you've been dealing with the injury bug a little bit. Is your team starting to get more healthy? Actually, yesterday was the first first day that Drew Drew Weibel has practiced uh, since that injury, uh, you know, a couple weeks ago. So that was great to see. Having him out on the court changes us. Um, you know, he brings the, the amount of energy that we were lacking against Nagani and Alpina and, and Escanaba. He's that person that gives us that energy. And when my younger guys see him out on the court communicating defensively, you know, getting you know his chin into somebody else's chest when he's guarding the ball that's what we need that's what we've been lacking um you know we'll see hopefully tonight we don't need him a ton but i i plan on giving him a, some minutes just to kind of feel it out a little bit but it's a long season we don't play again until next friday so um we'll see uh i i really hope that <clears throat> we don't have to put him out on the floor i'd like to see him rest up a little bit but i know at the same time He's itching to get out there, and, and I think you know my guys miss seeing him out on the court. Have you liked what you've seen in practice leading up to Kingsford? Yeah, I thought the last two days uh, really good, especially uh, Wednesday, 100% focus on defense and on the ball defense, and and not not allowing things to happen that you know we've been allowing. Uh, really good practice. Then uh, yesterday was more of a preparation for for Kingsford. You know, I've seen two of Kingsford's games on film. You know, I've seen some zones, seen some different presses. So we threw a lot at the guys yesterday. Hopefully, you know, they soaked it all in. They, you know, I had a little homework project to go home and study my scouting report and what we're doing to try to attack the different things that Kingsford does. But like I said, it's it's a sour taste in my mouth. Hopefully it's a sour taste in my kids' mouth, you know, losing two out of three games typically. I don't know when the last time that happened was, but just not a good feeling. So we're looking to, you know, rebound tonight going down to Kingsford and, and you know, get back on our winning ways. Coach, tell me about Kingsford. What do they bring to the table? What are they like as a team? Uh, you know, they're a young team. I don't think they have a senior on there. They got a freshman point guard. They brought up another sophomore. So they start a freshman, sophomore, and then three other juniors. Uh, they're athletic. They're, they're athletic. They got some talent. Um, but they just, I've seen a lot of different looks off of them, um, as far as what they do defensively. So that possesses the biggest problem is just trying to be prepared for different zones, different presses, and things like that, and going out and executing tonight. So, like I said, hopefully we put in the time yesterday to prepare for all everything, but you, you never know what, what teams are going to throw at you, so you got to kind of have everything covered. And uh, For us, it's going to be we need to generate our offense using our defense, and that's, that's the, the key for what we do. Uh, we just got to go out tonight and do it. What does Kingsford look like size-wise? Uh, not, nobody huge. Um, you know, similar to last year, you know, they had Terrian and Beauchamp. Um, you know, they were thicker kids. They were really, really strong. Um, you know, they were football players and, and things like that. So they're not as, as thick as them. Uh, I would say probably <clears throat> they range 5'10 to 6'5", 
six two somewhere in that range, but they don't have any big hefty kids, you know, like the Escanaba, they're strong. Alpino is strong. Um, nothing like that, but they're fast, they're quick, and they use their athleticism to generate offense. How about defensively? What do they look like? Are they pretty much straight man, or will they go a little zone? Well, they they played Westwood. Uh, I think it was December 20th. They played zone the entire time. They diamond pressed the entire time. And then I got a couple other films and some information since then. They've played man-to-man. Um, so if I was a betting man, I would say they're probably going to zone us um, just to try to slow us down and, and not allow us to get to the rim. But, you know, I know Dan Okunen really well. He's one of my really good friends. And he'll have them ready to play, whether it be man-to-man or zone. Uh, we got to be ready for both, and we just have to go and execute and, and, like I said, get back on the winning ways. Brad Nelson, head boys basketball coach at Marquette. His team on the road taking on Kingsford this evening. Appreciate the time as always, Brad. Best of luck. We'll talk again soon. Okay, thanks, Santa. Let's take a time out. More after this on ESPN-UP. We don't wallpaper. We won't choose your paint colors. But we're here to get your home loan ready so that you can. The mortgage team at First Bank is excited to work with you. Stop in or apply online at first-bank.com. Whether you're ready to buy or planning ahead, make it happen with First Bank. First Bank. Marquette Ishpeming, member FDIC, equal housing lender, subject to approval, fees may apply. First Bank, where it's all about people. Welcome back to the SPNUP Coaches Show. Time now to talk Nagani boys basketball with head coach Dan Waterman. Coach, steady rolling for your squad, 6-0. and Let's go back to last Friday night, a barn burner and maybe the game of the season thus far with Marquette. Your guys come out with a 79-73 win in overtime. Let's start there. Tell me about that game. Hey, yeah, um, we were a little slow out of the gate. I think it was a little bit of rust having, not having played in 16, 17 games and, or 16, 17 days. And, and uh, give Marquette credit. They they jumped us right out of the gate. We were down thirteen to two and had to burn a couple of timeouts. But I, I think we kind of righted the ship there. And and uh, from the middle of the second quarter on, I thought we played pretty well. Um, they just kept plugging away. And and there was a point where they made a run in the third quarter and put us down thirteen. And our kids could have folded tent and just decided that it wasn't our night. And they didn't do that. They just kept kept chipping away at the at the lead got it down to nine going into the fourth and i thought our execution was superb in the fourth quarter and and in overtime and uh jackson sager in particular was was really good that night made every big shot got the ball where it needed to go and and uh i thought the kids showed a lot of toughness and and poise hanging in there against a market team that was they were really good that night and they were flying up and down the court and uh we showed some some serious poise and composure and was really proud of their effort. That resiliency and that mental toughness to come back when you had that double-digit deficit in the third quarter, was that led by your seniors or was there anybody on the bench in particular who stepped up, kind of set the tone for you? Well, uh, Alex Munson came in off the bench and gave us a, a huge spark. You know, Alex is only about 5'8", but uh, played good defense and uh, he had 10 rebounds for us that night. So he gave us a big boost off the bench, and, and our team is, is kind of senior-dominated, and, and those guys have been through the battles, and they stuck together and, and um, showed some grit and definitely senior-led, and, and it was good to see. You know, In years past, we might have lost a game like that, so for us to uh, be able to persevere was really nice. Well, Coach, you moved on to this week, and you got a couple of wins over Manistique and Houghton. What would you like about your squad this week? Um, you know, we saw some different things. Uh, we saw a 2-3 zone against against Manistique that we hadn't seen all year. And uh, I thought we executed pretty well. We didn't shoot it particularly well. Um, but but we got to Manistique with, with full court pressure, uh, using a little 2-2-1, and, and were able to blow the game open pretty early. And, uh, you know, everybody got to play extended minutes against them so that was good it was good for our bench guys our bench guys were awesome over christmas break when when we were in the gym and and no game in sight and so it's nice to see those guys get rewarded and then last night up in houghton that was kind of a unique challenge first road game we've had in a while four of our first five games were 
at home, so we were on the road, and, and they played us a 1-2-2 zone, and, and uh, we struggled to get good looks in the first half, and, and they did a nice job. They made some adjustments from, the, from uh, what we had seen on film, and, um, and they have two really good players. They got a, a, an exchange student, uh, this Pablo Salgado, who is a, is a nice player, and then everybody knows about Simonson. Uh, he's a 6'6 shooting guard and, and has already signed with uh, Michigan Tech. And I thought our defense on him last night in particular was just outstanding. We made him work for everything. So I, I really liked our energy level in the first road game in a long time. So uh, very positive things. Coach, how about this weekend as you gear up for Calumet? Do you have anything planned as far as preparing for the Copper Kings, whether that be practice, film sessions? What does this weekend look like? Uh, well, we've got our, our youth camp on Saturday, so our guys will be in the gym for that a little bit. And then um, we'll, we'll practice Sunday afternoon like we usually do if we have a Monday or Tuesday game. And uh, they've got a couple of good players, Mc, uh, Eli McParlin, 6'5", small forward, but he can shoot it. Um, you know, I got a chance to see them against Iron Mountain, and, and they had a lead after one quarter down in Iron Mountain, so they're very capable, and, and we'll have to be ready to go. Well, Coach, not only do you have Calumet next week, and I know you don't want to look past them by any stretch, but you also have Ishpeming, a neighborhood rival, coming up on Wednesday. At what point do you start looking ahead to the Hematites? Well, I try to keep my keep tabs on everybody, and I, I've seen Ishpeming play in, in person once, and on film another couple of times so uh you know with them being a, a local rival they're never too far out of our thoughts but um you know it's kind of a quick turnaround with games on monday and wednesday so you know we we need to get in on sunday and prepare for the the monday game up in calumet and then uh you know it's a quick turnaround on tuesday and and that'll be more of a mental day you know coming off a game don't want to pound on their legs too much. So, you know, we'll kind of walk through what Ishpeming does and and areas where we think we can attack them. And, and uh, hopefully we'll play well both games this week. What do you like about your team fundamentally right now, Coach? Is it your defense, your shooting, rebounding, pass work? And where's an area you want to challenge your guys to get better? Well, um, going into the Christmas break, I think we had this conversation. And, and I thought we were good offensively and we needed to improve defensively and rebounding and, and that is really that was really the emphasis over the break and that is has borne fruit we've we've gotten better significantly better defensively and especially rebounding so really happy with that uh going forward you know just offensively we we're kind of scuffling along a little bit when we had seen a little bit of zone and and it was just haven't seen it in game-like situations so that's that'll be a focus for us moving forward is is cleaning up our zone offenses and, and we have really good shooters so that that shouldn't be an issue it, i think it's more on the execution part and and figuring out where the shots are going to come from and in what spots on the floor and, and once we do that we'll we'll start knocking shots in and, and play really well Dan Waterman, head boys basketball coach in Nagani. His team 6-0 and as they prep for Calumet on Monday. Appreciate the time as always, Dan. Best of luck this year. We'll talk again soon. So, sounds good. Looking forward to it. Let's take a timeout. More after this on ESPN-UP. Hi, I'm Mark Stonerock, the outreach coordinator and certified athletic trainer for the Sideline to Sideline Sports Medicine Program. So one of the nice things about the Sideline Program is that we all try to abide by to a same-day or next-day coverage. So there is no waiting. There's no, uh, we have an appointment in two weeks, but uh, the athletic trainer will contact the medical practitioner's office, and we try to get you in at least within the next day, and that really expedites the whole program. And it takes a little worry out of the patient's hands and out of the parent's hands and gets them right into the track where they need to be. Welcome back to the ESPN-UP Coaches Show. Time now to talk Nagani girls basketball with head coach. Coach Mike O'Donnell, his team 6-2, and two, getting set to head to Manistique tonight. Coach, earlier this week, a 47-23 win over Ishpeming. Give me your thoughts on that game. Well, um, it was, I guess from a defensive standpoint, it was, uh, you know, I thought we played pretty well. Um, our girls you know, pretty in tune with watching the film and going over the scouting reports and trying to take away some Ishpeming tendencies. I'd like to tell you it was 100% us, but I also believe 
Pittsburgh probably had an off night as well. You know, we've seen them a few times this year, and they've shot the ball uh, much better than they did against us. They they're having a hard time hitting them. Um, you know, and you think a little bit it has to do with our defense, but they did miss some shots where they got open and just couldn't hit them. So a little combination of both. Um, offensively, you know, we're, I think we we still weren't particularly pleased with our you know our execution. Um, a little bit against Calumet and then coming back, uh, we still quite aren't there. So, you know, we thought we were playing a little different level going into break, and now we're trying to, we're struggling a little bit to get back to the level we were at before we uh, took that time off. Well, Coach, how's practice look this week as you gear up for Manistique tonight? Um, Yeah, again, we really can't go in and just hammer um, back to some of the basic concepts that we started with in the beginning of the year, maybe kind of got away from that, especially over break, where maybe we got ahead of ourselves a little bit. We tried to install some new things, um, you know, and, and I think maybe at, at times, you know, it looked like we were we were thinking on the court. We don't want our th- girls thinking. We want them reacting. Um, and so we, we went back the last few days, um, just tried to get back to some basics, and, you know, we're just really going to focus in on ourselves tonight when we go down to Manistee. Coach, what have you liked about your team fundamentally here lately, and what's something that you want them to improve on? Um, we, I guess I'll go with the negative first. You know, we we kind of turned the ball over. Uh, we call unforced turnovers. You know, uh, sometimes when the pressure's not there, and we're just kind of throwing the ball away, we're getting careless and lazy with it. Um, you know, we we were really trying to focus on cutting those turnovers out of the game. You know, we, we do have some young guards and some guards who are relatively inexperienced. And we know when teams pressure us that, yeah, they're, they're, we're going to make turnovers. Uh, we're trying to cut the, the senseless ones out and um, those types of things. You know? So that's something, again, that we've really tried to, to point out on film and to focus on. Um, you know, on the other end of that, doing well, I think our girls are really um, executing well defensively. You know, as you look at our scores, we're holding teams for the most part, uh, under 40 points a game. Um, you know, some are sometimes down under that 35-point margin. So we're giving ourselves an opportunity every night. Uh, they're, they're really focused in on the game plans, and, and they do a good job of uh, taking that piece of paper and that scouting report, what they did on film, and then transferring it over to the court. So, um, you know, as a coach, you want to be def- defensively sound every night. They're doing that, so uh, we're happy with that. Coach, tell me about Manistique. What are they like as a team, and what do you expect tonight? Well, it's kind of a tricky game because, you know, we saw them right away in the first game of the season. Um, and obviously, that was a long time ago. And, um, you know, I think we really jumped on them that game. You know, we, we talk about we're sometimes a little younger in spots, but um, you think Manistique is probably even a little younger and a little more inexperienced. So that first night, I think we really jumped on them. And, um, you know, ended up winning by a large margin. So, since then, they've had a couple of nice wins. Uh, they, they got into the win column. They look like they're playing a lot better. Uh, so, it's a dangerous game as far as getting on the bus, going down there, playing on a bigger court. Um, you know, they're all excuses that you never would use, but they're also things that you have to uh, you have to account for as a coach, and you have to talk about them and try to make sure we're in the right mindset uh, to go down and you know, high schoolers are high schoolers. When you when you beat a team bad, they, they remember. And uh, I think sometimes maybe they think it's just going to happen again once you step on the courts. And you try to teach them that, that that's not necessarily the case. You have to go out. You have to show up every night and execute. Mike O'Donnell, head girls basketball coach at Nagani. His team 6-2 and two, getting set to head to Manistique. Appreciate the time as always, Mike. Best of luck this year. We'll talk again soon. All right. Thank you very much. Let's take a time out. More after this on ESPN-UP. Closing costs, equity, escrow. Home buying needs to be in a language that's easy to understand. Whether it's your first or your next home, Embers Credit Union helps you buy that home with straight talk. No BS banking and the very best mortgage for you. So every home loan is approved and serviced locally. Our genuine approach to banking is why Embers is the fastest growing credit union in the UP. See any of our great mortgage loan officers or visit embers.org today. We're Embers Credit Union. Let's live it up. 
Welcome back to the SPNUP Coaches Show. Time now to talk Gwen Boys Basketball with head coach Jim Finkbeiner. His team getting set to take on Gladstone later this evening. Coach, going back to Wednesday night, your first game out of the break, a 46-37 loss to Westwood. Tell me about your squad, your overall assessment, your first game in 2020. Well, I, it, you're right, it was a long break. 17 days is a long time to, to go without playing a game, and uh, and I think it showed at times. Um, real physical game. I thought, you know, we had a good, we had a really good start, which I was happy to see. Um, you know, we didn't come out slow, um, moved the ball pretty well, but as the game kind of grinded along, you could kind of tell what kind of game it was, and you were there and you saw it. So, um, it was going to be just one of those battles the entire night, uh, trying to, trying to find baskets, uh, for both teams, really. But, um, you know, I thought we struggled, um, at times, uh, with, uh, Westwood's, the, just the type of defense they play. Um, I thought we were uh, we would have been a little bit better against it, but I knew it was going to be a be one of those kind of drawn out kind of games where scoring was going to be at a premium. Both teams play pretty good defense. We rebound, so you don't get a lot of second shots, um, you know, and uh, and and pretty physical. Both teams are are you know definitely can play that type of game. So not you know other than you know yeah we lost. Um, I, I thought we had lots of opportunities, you know, especially early to uh, get the get even a bigger lead possibly against Westwood and then you know hopefully we could have been uh you know playing playing even at a little higher level but you know give them credit they came back um and you know as the, as the game ground on at the end there they they made free throws when they needed to so well coach you had an 8-2 run in the fourth quarter it got you within five in the final 90 seconds what'd you guys do to adjust and give yourselves a shot there late well I think uh I think our intensity level picked up a little bit we uh we made a couple of hustle plays you know when we were down 10 um, that really helped uh, bring us back. I mean, at 10 points in a low-scoring game like that, just a real, you know, defensive battle, that 10-point lead is, is a lot bigger than 10 points. So I thought we made a, we made a couple of real nice hustle plays um, off a missed free throw one time, picking up the rebound, and uh, and then a guy following up, you know, and, and getting a follow-up basket. So, you know, a couple of hustle plays makes all the difference in the world. Um, and then, you know, we got a couple of stops, made him take a couple of tough shots, even though they worked for him. Um, and rebounding came, gave ourselves a chance. And, uh, you know, unfortunately we turned the ball over three of the last four possessions down the floor. Um, you know, then we got, then you're at that point where you're having to gamble, uh, and hope that they don't make free throws and, you know, give, uh, Zach Carlson, you know, Westwood, uh, he got fouled three times in a row, which we, we had a hard time keeping the ball out of his hands and give him credit. He went and he hit most of those free throws. So. Well, coach, was there any aspect of the game that you felt like was a positive that you want to build on from Wednesday? Well, I thought our effort, you know, that was the biggest thing. Coming out of a break, you know, you, you 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 wouldn't think that you'd have a problem with energy and stuff like that, but sometimes that long break is just uh, something the kids aren't used to. You're, I just think you're better off, um, you know, being in more of a, a, a normal schedule, kind of a routine type of thing. So um, you just never know what you're going to get after a long break like that. I thought our effort was good. Um, we weren't always uh, real consistent, um, you know, with the what we were trying to do offensively uh, and even defensively defensively at times um but i thought our effort was really good so you know, i told the kids if we can play with that kind of effort uh, against most teams we're gonna you know give ourselves a chance and you know three of our four losses have been you know single figures and we've been in the game the whole way and just haven't been able to close things out so i guess you know that's better than you, you kind of decide if if that's better or getting beat by 20 um but i don't like getting beat by 20 so i think we're we're competitive our efforts right where we need to be um and we you know we can continue to ramp that up we just need to execute better coach what practice looked like yesterday as you gear up for gladstone tonight well uh it wasn't uh, a typical practice because with only one day between games and it being a real physical game wednesday we didn't go super hard um yesterday but now it's you know it's we have to realize the kind of game gladstone plays um you know with only one day once again between games doesn't give you a whole lot of time. Uh, we didn't talk a lot about Gladstone because, you know, I don't like to step ahead of a game. You don't want to, you can't overlook teams. Uh, definitely can't overlook Westwood. They're ranked number five in the UP. And, and, you know, although they were coming off a loss, it was, uh, they've been playing pretty well. So one day, you know, we know Gladstone, um, they haven't changed a lot in terms of what they're trying to do, although they can sure run a lot of guys at you. You know, he'll play. 10, 11 guys, and he'll run them in waves at you and try to get up and down the floor. And, uh, you know, they played pretty well for a, for a half or even better than a half uh, against Iron Mountain. Iron Mountain kind of established the lead and didn't give it up after that. But they played them pretty well. So, you know, we have to be ready um, be ready to, to 
you know, not get caught in a running battle too much with them, although we like to we like to get up and down the floor too, but just not quite like them. So, Well, we know that they lost their best player from a season ago. How'd they go about replacing him, or how different does this team look from last year's Gladstone team? Well, yeah, they lost Reese, um, you know, but his, his brother Rain is there, and he's playing really well. He's uh, he's real tough off the – it's kind of similar to Reese in, in a couple aspects. Um, he, he comes uh, – dribbles the ball real well, handles the ball real well, but he gets to the basket um, – got some nice moves um but he's got a couple other guys um that you know that are really good also off the dribble um and they have some nice size quickness um i don't think they have uh you know i don't know how you replace somebody like reese i don't know that you do it's kind of like with me trying to replace somebody like uh, tucker or an austin you you're talking about thousand point scores so you know you you kind of reinvent yourself a little bit at times and uh, i think you know dane's got them playing uh, as a group you know, he, you don't play 10, 11 guys, um, you know, typically in a game because the continuity of a game kind of changes. But he's able to do that. So he's got kids that, that fit together and pieces that fit together pretty well. He's been real competitive. So um, sometimes that's what you have to do. And, and that's kind of what we're trying to do right now. We're trying to, you know, figure out who we are, uh, plug pieces in that, that, you know, normally we're filled by guys that have been there for three and four years. So um, I think we're similar in that aspect. I can't, you know, I don't quite have the bench that he does and run that, that as many guys in. Um, but he uh, he definitely poses some challenges when you can run 10, 11 guys in a game. How about defensively? What's Gladstone going to bring to the table? Well, they uh, they've got decent size. Um, even though you know they're not a bunch of six eight guys, I think they move real well. Um, and so you know everybody's uh, you don't have a bunch of small guys on the floor that are quick. You have you have guys that have some speed that that have some good size to them. Um, I think they're they we match up. Uh, pretty close to the same, actually. So it'll be interesting to see just how how, how the two teams, you know, how we how we kind of go at each other here, uh, size wise, speed wise, uh, quickness wise. I think we match up uh, very similarly. So I think you know we just uh, we have to do a really good job of you know making it tough for Rain, um, make him you know make him be a passer at times too. Um, but you know I you know I don't um, I don't want to put too much emphasis on one guy. You know, because they do have other guys that, that have stepped in and scored um, for them in, in the games here too, as they started the season. So, um, you know, I think we'll we'll kind of be feeling it out as as we get going in the beginning of the game, and then, uh, like I said, yeah, you have to keep track of Rain because he is definitely their their best player. Um, but uh, just make it a little tougher on him, um, make it make the uh, scoring load go on a couple of the other guys, and see what we can come up with. How about shooting wise? What does Gladstone look like so far? They've been, uh, I think the one thing that I've seen and heard is that, that they're definitely capable. Um, they've been maybe a little inconsistent, um, from the field that, than they have been in the last couple of years. But I, but I think part of that comes because you had Reese Caster and you had, um, uh, Rudy, Rudy Peterson down there. I mean, two really good scores. Uh, you know, when, when Reese would penetrate and if he didn't have something to the rim, he'd kick it out and Rudy'd knock down threes like crazy the last couple of years. So. Um, I think once again that they're, they're trying to find those guys that that consistency from the outside, um, but they're definitely capable. Coach, what is the biggest thing that will determine tonight's outcome? What's the biggest factor for your squad? I think uh, you know I'm, we talk a lot about defense and uh, as a broad thing, but I think we you know biggest thing for us we've got to keep them out of the paint. They they really drive to the basket hard. They're really good at getting to the basket. Um, so I think we need to keep them out of the paint. And then, you know, the same thing I've probably said for the last three games is that, you know, we can't give second shots. Second chance opportunities in any game, you know, really cost you. And they do hit the boards hard. Um, they work hard to get, you know, offensive rebounds. So, you know, if, they, if, they're, if we can play some decent defense, get hands and faces, you know, make it tough for them to shoot outside so that that consistency doesn't happen tonight, um, then we got to rebound. You know, if they're going to take a tough shot or if they're not really hitting those outside jumpers, um, that's, you know, obviously a plus for us. So we have to rebound uh, and make sure that they're not getting second chance opportunities so that we can get out and do what we, we like to do. So keep them out of the paint and uh, rebound tonight. I think the two biggest keys. Jim Finkbeiner, head boys basketball coach at Gwynn, his team getting set to take a trip to Gladstone tonight. Appreciate the time as always, Jim. Best of luck. We'll talk again soon. Yeah, thanks, Tanner. Have a good one. Let's take a time out. More after this on ESPN-UP. Now you can combine Big Boy's Big Goodness with Big Room in the new meeting room that can fit up to 50 people. Next time you need a space for your group and food to feed them, call on Big Boy Marquette. You pay for the food, the room is free to reserve. Take a peek at it the next time you're in. It's in the back by the buffet. There's a TV on the wall if you need and free Wi-Fi. Teams can eat meals there. Ladies have been spotted playing cards. What could you use it for? 
The brand new meeting room at Big Boy Marquette awaits you. Call 226-1062. Welcome back to the ESPN-UP Coaches Show. Tanner Hoops with you. Glad to have you along. Wishing you a very happy and safe Friday into your weekend. Hope you enjoy your game whenever your next one is. And hope to have you along tonight for Patriot Basketball on ESPN-UP. Until then, I'm Tanner Hoops. Thanks for tuning in to the ESPN-UP Coaches Corner on WZAM. Ishpeming Marquette.